Welcome to Medford's Best Podcast. I am your host, Mark Roberts, and it's another rainy day in Medford. we got a little bit of snow on the highway, and commercial traffic is stalled last time I looked at trip checks, so uh, don't go south. But that's why they call it winter. It comes every year. So uh, nothing new going on in the world. I look at the Mail Tribune. That's our uh, That's our newspaper here, Ken, by the way. We got Ken on the line. He's not really going to say anything till I tell him to. But nevertheless, uh, the one thing I always see in the newspaper, I don't read it. I don't know how anybody could read it. It always has some feel-good story about somebody recovering, which it's great. I love it when people recover and get sober. But why is our jail constantly full and people go in and out like a revolving door? I mean, we got to do something here. So I don't read the Mail Tribune. I get a couple magazines esoteric ones one's called nuclear engineering it only costs me about 550 dollars a month a year not a month uh i get uh, defense one weekly and i also have a subscription to the wall street journal the latest updates to the show are the following there will be a website it it has been made it is the absolute epitome of the craigslist version of podcast websites but that's how i'm going to leave it for now I'm now on iTunes in the Google Play Store, or you can find me on SoundCloud where the originals are uploaded to, so i got to give them a plug. And if you can make me a new podcast artwork, I'm willing to pay upwards of $5, but it has to be greener, preferably an evergreen green. My next guest, second guest, very... Why green? Why not green? Anyway, next guest is a longtime friend of mine. We were friends way back in the day, as they used to say, back in the day. Uh, when I started this podcast, I knew that he, I wanted him to be a guest because he can ramble about anything. We can have a conversation for two hours and talk about nothing and, and hang up the phone with a smile on our face. So he once told me, this is his claim to fame, once told me that you could throw him out of a plane with no clothes on and a parachute, and in two hours he'd be wearing a suit and driving a Cadillac, and that is absolutely true. He hails from that Texas town... Where you know you want to go with that shack outside LaGrange. So welcome, Ken Ambrose. How are you? Just fine. Thanks for thanks for calling wow. me. You know, it's a little lonely out in this field I live in. <laughs> hey, so listen, uh, there's a beef between us, a 30-plus-year beef that I did not know about until recently, and that was that you accused me. Now, I'm not Now I'm not taking defense of your accusation and allegation. I'm not defending myself. It could have happened for, for all I know. I can't remember, really remember. You said I broke your coffee pot 30-something years ago. Can you, can you recall the details of this? Because, okay. You did. Was I under the influence of anything? Yeah, I uh, no, but uh, but you did. You picked up the coffee pot and and uh, your your it was maybe it was too heavy for you, but when you swung it back, you smacked it into the the edge of the 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 coping on the tile <laughs> counter, huh? In the corner, yeah. <laughs> In the corner. My, I have you a witness. You there too? I have a witness. That's my witness. Wow. Uh, yeah. She's the one that reminded me you, that, you, yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of people know, in and out of that house. It's not something I just made up. <laughs> They're good. 
Not not uh, not not Nelson Brani. <laughs> oh, Nelson Brani. I thought it was in Lafayette. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I see. You don't even remember where it was. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had Lafayette on the brain. So uh, I did make up for that recently. I sent you a pound, might have been a kilogram, who knows, of uh, Cam- or no, Vietnamese coffee. That no, I, I think it was Cam- more like a pound. Huh? Yeah. yeah, you're right. It was a pound because the, yeah, the, yeah. the postage was just over a pound, I remember. Uh, a Vietnamese coffee that I purchased in Cambodia. How how would you rate that? And are, is the beef squashed? Uh, uh, as coffee, I give it a a, a, a three. Uh, really, I love it. As, as yeah, as a, as like a, a a cocoa sugary drink. It does. That you might it get does at have the ski It does have chocolate. Give in. It a little... I think the sweetener is a little on the on the natural side. There might be some vanilla in it or something. Yeah, I taste it like, but you know, hey, what do I know? But it was, you know, it, it's fun. I'll so keep it. In, you know, it's oh, good go for the kid. It's good for the children. <laughs> <laughs> I just, so I, let me reminisce with you. I, let me couple, tell you about one story coffee. I remember. All right. What's that? Go. What What did you just say about cups of coffee? I I said I only drink a couple cups of coffee a day. I'm trying oh, okay. to. All I'm right, trying to keep so my. Well. I'm trying to keep my caffeine intake down because I don't sleep well if I drink coffee all day. So I don't. Uh, so That's I don't. been known to happen before. Well, yeah, right. you know, well, okay. duh. Saying, gee, why can't I sleep at night? Oh, it's because <laughs> you're drinking like four gallons of coffee every day. <laughs> so listen, here's my favorite story. Let's see if you remember this one. So this is a Lafayette story. We went down to Be careful, Santa now. Clara to drop your to, I'm always careful to drop your kid off. Uh-huh. Uh, your ex-wife yelled did at we, you a little bit, we, and then oh really? Yeah. We we yeah. drove and not fly. We didn't me, fly. Yeah. No, we we went down in the Camaro. What year was that Camaro? Uh, that was '81. The silver bullet. That thing was cool. I'd like to get one of. Yeah, that thing was that cool. Was Had the flip top totally. and cow induction totally. hood. Four, four speed, four on the floor. Ill, illegal yes. in California. Yes. With a one out clutch. I advise. With a one out clutch. What's yeah. that? With a one out clutch. <laughs> what do you mean? How you got it? it? You bought it brand new. I thought. I did. Didn't you buy it brand new? I did buy it brand new, but it was from Nevada. Okay. And. And and they oh, were really? going to send and they were going to send it back because it had a four speed in it and they weren't supposed to have four speeds in California. Emission oh. thing. I had all kinds oh. of problems with emissions, especially after I cut out the the sure. the uh, catalytic converter. Catalytic converter. So, oh, yeah, I got good, rid of that. Good move. I wanted I wanted it to go so faster. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, we're down in Santa Clara, and you're showing me your brother-in-law's place, which is like in a normal neighborhood, but it was like three lots or something in one house, but in a normal neighborhood of single-family houses. Oh, yeah, yeah. A big, yeah, like, round driveway. And it had, did the guy have, like, a limo or something or some stretched-out Lincoln no, no, or something? No, he no. Just, he, just, he just had that house because he had a lot of kids. Yeah, oh, okay. He had... Yeah, he he did. He had a lot of kids, and then he got more, and then he got married to someone. He had five, and he got married to someone with five. It was you know some kind of crazy, crazy thing. 
Brady Bunch story. Like yeah, exactly. And so then, <laughs> well, I'm sorry. <laughs> so a, anyway, from there, yeah. from there, we go to that card room. I don't even remember that. that. Something the card room. Yeah, that card room at the intersection of 101 and 17, what used to be 17 or a little north, 21 oh, you're talking, card room. Was it on? No, wait a minute. Are you talking about the one at card room? Man, right I thought the about freeway. that. Yesterday. Yeah, but it was, it was on, the first uh, time I was ever in a card room main, in California. What's it, a, it was a nice one, though. Yeah. It was. What, yeah, it was really it? nice. It was the first time I was ever in a card room in California. It was way before Indian casinos. All they could do was, was play lowball there. It was. It was at Stevens Creek. Stevens Creek and something. I, I used to go there with my. It was right I used off. to go there. My my attorney invite it introduced me to that. He was he liked to play cards. Uh, you know, I, you know, so I anyway, play. we go in there. I have no attention span. We still play. Anyway, so. No. Yeah, neither do I. So play. anyway, we go in there. I play we cribbage eat. when the power goes out. Oh, that's right. We had, they had Fantastic. food there too. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. We go in there. We eat. We drink a bottle of wine. We're totally wasted. And we're like 50 miles away from home. And then we go to the pink poodle, which <laughs> do you remember any of this? Nah, not a, not a, was it was a poodle could best be described? Yes, yes. It was, yeah, it was a gentleman's it wasn't club like before. A, excuse me. It wasn't like the 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 wicked eye. Remember the wicked eye? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. You were but too I had young. Never you been couldn't been. go to the wicked. The wicked <laughs> eye was over. In, it was in San Ramon. I went there. I went. I'm, You've been to the wicked eye. Oh yeah, a couple times. <laughs> that oh, was that like, place is disgusting. In fact, me and my buddy, I'm not going to go there. It was bad. It was very bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, terrible. we can't say anything. We can't. We can't. We have to leave that one alone. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, just, yeah. So somehow, <laughs> and could you drink there at the Pink Poodle? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, indeed, you could. <laughs> and then you told me the next time we went there, we were going to go to some other place or something. But I don't know. We were blasted out of our mind when we drove home and then <laughs> we made it back. And it's like, I don't know. Would you do anything like that today? No. Impossible. Not, not happening. First. Yeah, it's impossible. Not possible. It would be, yeah. it would, you know, you know, I grew up when we were just talking about this the other day. I grew up, I grew up in, uh, when you learned cars, cars had roll up, cars had roll up windows, bench seats and heaters, no air conditioning. <laughs> and, uh, and when you learned right. how to, and when you learned how to drive, the only important thing was that you had to be able to manage driving and it, there, and it was all stick shifts was driving and being able to manage the cigarette lighter because the cigarette lighter was the only piece of technology <laughs> in, the, in the car. Everything else was manual. You know, it was like, you know, and don't throw the cigarette lighter out the window. That's all. You had to, you had, you just had to remember those things. Some simple stuff. Uh, uh, pretty crazy, man. What's that? That's, you know, every time I get in a rental, the first thing I look for is the cigarette lighter. You can't, they don't even make them anymore. No, no, I don't think they do cut them out of cards they, they've moved to they've moved to uh technology warp speed i mean now they even have now they even have <laughs> i'm watching i don't know if you saw it or not but they see you had to see this ad where they have they have the truck and it has the 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 bed the tailgate goes down and it puts stairs in it 
And then you see, and then it shows ads of all these really rugged guys in camel with their guns and all this shit that are going to go climb around in rocks and through jungles and all of these things. But they need a fucking step to get into their truck. I mean, you know, that's just crazy. I, you know, oh yeah, can what sell you now? now? Yeah, no wonder Trump has so many supporters. God, there are just a lot of stupid people. <laughs> Unbelievable. How stupid is that? <laughs> Step on your tailgate. I'm looking for a truck with, uh, you know, listen, uh, I'm looking at, I just, I'm, they're starting to hit me because, because I've been looking so much for, I've been looking for that 73 El Camino. Remember my Elko? Did you ever see my El Camino? No. The 73. No, I never saw that. Oh, yeah, that's because I think by the time I no. met you that uh, some of those guys out at the shit shop out there in that yard uh, uh, <laughs> took it all apart, sold, sold the tires and the battery and the engine and everything else, and it was just a shell. That was the greatest car I've ever had. Bench seat, roll-up window, <laughs> and uh, things. Yeah. And, and, it had a, and it had the big motor in it, man, I think. The thing would plow along at 110, no problem. You know, just do one yeah. of those things. You know, gone. You know, gone. And it had a cigarette lighter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what a yeah. The thing that amazes me about the new cars is like, yeah, you got all these electronics, and then some. There's some short, and nobody can ever figure it out. Oh, and it's oh, like you the most know. minutest detail. Oh, you know. Destroy the entire electronics. Look, I had and your a, car will never run. Oh, it never run right you until know, they figure. I've it already out. gone through. I've already gone through that. I had an MGB Roadster when I lived in San Francisco, and and that was a, the only car that I've had yeah. that could not get past uh, auto repair. Couldn't it would not go past the auto repair. I get to an auto repair and, and it would be something wrong. And it was always the same. It was an electrical problem. Oh well, you have an electrical problem. What does that mean? Electrical problem means about three hundred, about three hundred fifty dollars, and you know what? And you get in it, drive it home. Next day, drive by, and boom, right by, you know, right by an auto repair breakdown again. Say, oh, what do you got? Electrical problem. What is that? I don't know. Is that three hundred fifty dollars later? I was driving again. That was the worst car I ever had. Best car for finding a parking spot in San Francisco, but but I could never leave the city because I, you know, I I, I couldn't get past uh, auto repair. It's un- impossible. You couldn't get on the freeway. Could not get on a freeway. So, I, did, I did race one. Yeah. I did race so, once, though, but those freeways are gone. Remember the old freeway that looped around? You could get on at Fell Street, and you could go around, and you could go around on the freeway over to Broadway. The Embarcadero Freeway. Yeah, you could do, do that little freeway. You could do that little loop. That's gone. Yeah, that was kind of cool. That was kind of cool. Yeah, the guy that was that it was, the guy that it was <laughs> nobody missed it. The guy that it was racing got pulled over in front of me, right? You know, because that was the Diamond Match Company right on the corner there where you came off. Yeah, remember that in Broadway? Broadway. There, I remember there was some weird stuff that it was. A, I, I just remember when you match. drove by, you could look down, you, you could look down into the Hyatt there on Drum Street, which it was a view that you can never get anymore. I oh, don't know. Oh, it just yeah. it had that diamond concave. Yeah. I, that's the one thing I remember about it. <clears throat> uh, so listen, uh, I got here. Here's question number one. I, I've heard that. Now you're a rancher out there. How many acres you got? Rancher farmer. In, in deepest darkest Texas. Family style. Rancher farmer. Family ranch. Families. Uh, okay, so I've heard. I've heard you never ask a cow rancher how many cows he has because it's like asking, like if you went and asked my parents how much money they're worth, which I can't even do. 
Oh, how shit. many cows you got? That's because most cowboys can't count. It's harder to it's hard to count cows. You don't know how many you have. You know that. You know, and then they're and then they and then they're reproducing all the time. But I've got around twenty four, I think, right now. I haven't looked out there uh-huh. today. But you know, but uh, registered Angus. And they're like specialty cows or something. No, they're they're okay. they're how many bulls? Aberdeen 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 Angus. It's a closed herd. I started Aberdeen, it with. Uh, yeah. Aberdeen Angus. Yeah, Mr. Watson in in 1842 decided to start keeping records. That's something the Scottish have a tendency to do. That's why we have insurance companies and and real estate and That's all right. that other stuff. In fact, there was a border collie. I'm a border collie owner, and they've been registering border collies forever. Yeah, yeah, they keep with the Scots, man. They keep records. They keep so track of stuff. So they so this guy started taking uh, keeping track like of. He had pulled. Yeah. <laughs> no. No, not like the last. <laughs> bad, bad no. analogy. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> no Nazi. Anyway, he, yeah. So cattle can be traced back to back to the original two that he started with, and so you know it's kind of an Adam and Eve story. Oh, shit. With, bovine style but you know, mm-hmm. hey, the reality is is that and, and the reality is is that they're 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 virtually free from problems they grow up they take care of themselves and uh and hey we eat them oh geez what are you gonna do about that and that's that's the way that's a lot of them a lot of them sell uh, a few well, yeah, I have to sell them because I don't have enough room to keep them all here. I'd like to keep them all. I mean, all they're nice, you know. It's not like you know. Look, there's a guy off the road here that that we take we take uh, uh, some uh, some some of the girls that are a little old or sick or something like that and sell them to him, and he you know he takes care of them for us. But he runs he runs through his place five thousand head of cattle every day, every day. That's now, disgusting. That's got to smell bad. That's that's a lot. Actually, it doesn't smell that bad. It, it's it doesn't smell as bad as that okay. that uh, that 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 stockyard that they have down on Highway Five that you can smell from twenty miles away. Harris Ranch. Right. Exactly. Yep. You go out there. I yeah. mean, it's unbelievable. I mean, they have they have a big problem down there. We have the yeah. same thing, but you know, you have all these cattle. We're going to do. They have they have the same kind of thing out in Hereford, Texas. Here with a big stockyard like that one. That's down there. That's in California, Harris Ranch. I flew in there one time and had one of their steaks, and I told the waitress that uh, yeah, I, I I wanted to I I said, could you go ask the chef how how he got got the whip marks off of this horse? <laughs> well, the toughest piece of meat I ever had. Like Harris Ranch, you beat that thing. I have you never beat that horse all the way to my table. I have never eaten. You've eaten in a restaurant, right. yeah. We eat in a restaurant together. Thanks for the joke for kinder, from <laughs> kindergarten, by the way. No, no, I uh, I never <laughs> ate there in the restaurant at Harris Ranch, but you can buy the same sandwiches out at the gas station for half price, so that's a little tip for the traveling public <laughs> from the super truckers of the world. So listen, how far from the border are you since we uh, mentioned the the illustrious Trump word? About as far as you are. greatest are. president of our time. Well, but we're about seventy-five miles Mexican from Louisiana border, border. Oh, the Mexican border. Oh, that one's <laughs> okay. a long ways, bro. That's 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 about six hundred and forty miles. Wow. Okay. Six hundred. And you're all safe. Six hundred forty miles. All right. So you're far enough from the border 
that you feel safe and you're not in any danger of uh, any caravans emanating from Honduras full of gang members and um, people from the Middle East on uh, kamikaze missions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, that's so sad. Unbelievable. They, you know, they don't understand what the border is. You know, even people, that, you know, people from around here uh, in this part of Texas, most of them have never been to the border ever. So what, what do they know about the border? When you go down the border, the borders, the border in Texas. Well, one of the things that people don't understand is that Texas, like under, unlike, unlike the rest of the states, the other 49 states, Texas has virtually no federal land. There's a, there's a couple military bases and a, and a national park, and that's it. There's no other federal property. Texas is owned by Texans. It's all in private hands. It's not like California, where 60% of the state is owned by the federal government, or Nevada, where 95% of the state is owned by the federal government. Or Oregon's 52 or 3. People can't understand. If you want to build a wall, or if you want to build up here, we have a lot of rural area where, where our, our illustrious Democrat Democratic congressman candidate thought that you could just easily say the words, um, what's that fucking broadband they're always talking about? That 5G shit. Um, you know, that's going to... And this woman was an engineer. She didn't understand the limitations of narrower bands, which would which would require an increase in infrastructure, meaning you're going to have a cell tower every 300 feet. Well, that's all federal property. So for every cell tower that you put every two or 300 yards, you're going to have to do some kind of environmental impact study, and then you're going to have environmentalists fighting you. And then, you know, and, and then there's, uh, th this happens in counties with one and two and 8,000 people. I mean, who's going to foot the bill? So this is always the case uh, with people who can easily flip their lips, but can't back it up with any reality-based conceptual evidence of it being some kind of success. So anyway, how, if you went directly south from your house to the bo I went directly south from, I would go into Matamoros, uh, Matamoros Bay. I would be kind of, because we're, we're <laughs> oh, that's right. You, you are uh, yeah, pretty far yeah. east. Yeah, so <laughs> you have to go, I have to go south, southwest to go to the border. So then the, so then you would be fearing the Mexican or illegal immigration marine resources of families emanating from Honduras and uh, the Middle East terrorists. Of uh, yeah. Uh, no, I'm not afraid of anything because... Do they have claymores set up on the beaches? <laughs> yeah, or anything? yeah, they don't have any of that. But, you know, I did notice that, uh, or Linda noticed that uh, uh, they have a, uh, the Walmart in Tyler that's 20 miles south of us has put their sign up in, in Spanish now as well as English. So they're getting ready for the for the flood. Oh, really? Yeah, you know, well, you know. Well, well good for them. Yeah. Everybody's got to eat. Everyone has to eat. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, you know, that, uh, I uh, when we lived in when we lived when we lived in Las Colinas, and that's the Dallas area. I don't know if you know where Las Colinas, Irving, Texas. You know where Irving, Texas is, yes? Of course. The, that's the where the, that's home where the, the Dallas Cowboys, Cowboys. The Cowboys used to play. Irving, the Texas, baby. Home of the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> Irving, Irving, Texas. 
when I go to the when I go to the uh, Tom Thumb market, I go in and yeah. I could always get a cart, and there's plenty of parking spaces, and I never had to wait in line to check out. If I went yeah. down to the other end of Irving when I wanted to get some when I wanted to get some produce like jalapeno peppers or anything that had had to do with Mexico, uh, yeah, go to the Mexican market, and I had to wait to get in the parking lot. Yeah, <laughs> and were, and the crowd was overwhelming all of the time. It's like, you know, I got to tell you, I don't know what, I don't know what all the white people do with their money, but they're sure as fuck not spending it. You know, they, these guys, these guys party and have, and buy food all day long. You know? oh, listen, last time we were in Mexico, we were at a, we yeah. went to a, uh, we went to a, uh, Sam's, Sam's Club. What's the other one? What do you have? Costco. We went to a Costco in Acapulco and I, and they had armed guards outside monitoring yeah. the people coming in and out to make sure that they you know, they got all the traffic moving because the parking lot was completely overflowing and people were going out with refrigerators, stoves and stuff. It was like yeah, the only thing that comes close to looking like what shopping is at a at a Costco in Acapulco or the riots in Los Angeles when they burn everything down and we're breaking windows and taking it <laughs> You know, I tell you, they just they buy everything. You know, I was talking to my one of my Mexican friends, uh, Chacho, yeah. and Chacho said, and he said, "Oh yeah," he said, "Yeah," he said, "You know, everybody in Mexico has a store." And I said, "What do you mean they have a store?" And he said, "Their house is a store. They buy stuff because the money's not worth anything. So you know, it's like you, you don't you get your paycheck and you immediately go out and spend everything that you can, and uh, and in, and invest in in uh, washing machines or you know something else that you can have in a box that you can sell later on and and uh, and, and you can buy food because the money's not because they have no faith in the you know they had such little faith in their economy and their money that, that people were doing now I don't know if it's exactly the same now that was that was several years that was a number of years ago but you uh -huh. know, but but it was pretty funny the last you know. time I was anyway, in Mexico so I was in Zihuatanejo and um, it was not cheap there. And I, I don't know how the locals, I don't know where they ate, but I mean, well, you, just to go buy were, chick, chicken. No, they're not, not there, not there. You were in Gringoland. Was like no, any, we would go in. No, like my buddy's there. place is in Barrio Extapa. It's north of Extapa. We'd go into Zihuatanejo town all the time. Never went into Extapa. Maybe to look at the crocodiles next to the golf Zihuatanejo is a tour, is tourist also. It's Gringoland. Well, I, I anything along the coast. A time. Eh, no, you have to go up in the mountain. Fishing village. It's still a little fishing village. I mean, yeah, I'd go and play ba basketball yeah. with yeah. the locals with, at the beach on the on the court with a lot of gr with a lot of Gringo money. There's a lot of Gringo money on the coast. There are a lot uh, of if you, um, if you if you travel around like in a radius of Extapa, there are a lot of homes that are owned by clearly by people that have money. <laughs> And I love the way they crack the like the Coke bottles and then cement them into the the their brick wall ten feet high with the jagged edges yeah, up yeah, so you yeah, can't scale them. <laughs> yeah, you know, well, you know, they do know what it is though. They have walls. We don't have any walls. We have fences. Right. They have walls. We have fences. You know, uh, what's up with that? I mean, they they put they put some money into the ground. You know that that's I'm moving some stones right now. It's no joy. You know that's heavy stuff. That's uh, heavy mm -hmm. lifting. But you know, I was going to say what it was. I have a book in in the porcelain library for something to read while I was sitting on the throne, and I pulled out right. a book that I have from 
from Tosco. You know where Tosco is, yes? Mexico? No. Tosco? Tosco is, uh, uh, Tosco is Morello. No, no, it's uh, it's a short By drive Oaxaca? from Cornavaca. Okay. No, south okay. of Mexico City. Morelos okay. is the state that it's in. Anyway, okay. uh, Tosco is a silver town, university place. Yeah, it sounds like Oaxaca. In it, there's a little story of Oaxaca. Ahead, I'm sorry. No. Oaxaca is a silver town. Yeah, that's right. It's a, they have copper mines as well. Okay. So, you know, anyway. But so I'm reading this. I'm reading this. I'm reading this, and there's a story about these two Mexicans that want to go on, on vacation. And uh, one of the one of the Mexicans says, uh, well, why don't we go to we go to Tosco? And he said, no, I don't want to go there. I don't speak English. I don't speak English. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Yeah. That is amazing. Nobody <laughs> because there's so many. English. Or nobody speaks Spanish in Mexico it's, anymore. It's, well, not in Gringo land. No. You know, in Gringo land, you know, it's, there are a lot of, there are a lot of Americans and a lot of expats, you know, it's, that's. Oh, Rosarita's become a, a big hub for Americans. They just skip over. There's like some imaginable impenetrable barrier between, between Tijuana and Rosarita that keeps the money element divided from the criminal element. And, um, yeah, there's a lot of uh, American expatriates that are living down there in Rosarita and beautiful places. I mean, literal subdivision-type neighborhoods, big, beautiful houses. Well, it's like any – that's just like any place, any place like that. I know. I look at Detroit, you know, where I, I grew up, and Detroit had Detroit, and Wayne State was downtown. was right in the middle of a ghetto, and, and uh, you had to drive through uh, all kinds of ghetto when they had the riots and – 67 was all along Woodward and at the other end of Woodward is Gross Point where the Ford family and all the all the big money is you know that's where all it's just what it is it is what it is you have places that are poor and then you have the next you know they service the places that have money yeah even when you go to Cabo San Lucas uh, you know there's a trailer park have you been to the trailer park I have never been to Cabo San Lucas but my parents go there a lot because obviously they're in Palm Springs and they just go to LA and jump on a plane and that's what they're doing travel wise now their travel days are sure. pretty much over but they like to go to Cabo San Lucas I don't know it's pretty expensive isn't it well we were there for uh, I mean, the last the last year they were closed for summer and that was in 80s 86 I think they had uh that that year they got a uh, because of the uh, rain they uh, were closed for summer cuz it rains like May through July no they had no, no air con- they had no air no, no bullshit. They had no air conditioning. Okay. You know, they had no power. To, uh, they didn't have enough power to, to do air conditioning. There was no air conditioning in Cabo San Lucas until 1986. And okay. it's, uh, we just had that, that, that it was closed for the summer, which is very cool. I mean, because, you know, we had, you know, we had lobster on the beach and yeah, it was kind of, kind of a, kind of a, but we drove down, we drove down. Remember that uh, Datsun 280ZX? Yes. Yes. That we had? Yes. T-top? That yeah, we drove that. Fried clip. We drove that from. We drove that from. Uh, when did you drive it? Well, I we remember drove we, that from. <laughs> I never drove from, it, but I, uh, we flew up there in your plane to Columbia, and then you're like, "Something's wrong with it," and the guy jumped it, and then I got oh. in it, and I'm all the clutches fried. Oh really? Oh okay. yeah. Well, it was old. Yeah. But it. Uh, I think. Yeah. You know, but uh, that got stolen from up there. Really? In Mexico? Someone stole it. Nice. Well, they can have it. Good for them. No. In in Pine Mountain Lake. Oh, did really? They sold it. Well, we got the insurance money. 
now your your current claim to fame, other than being a retired Californian cattle rancher in the middle of nowhere in Texas, 700 miles from the Gulf of Mexico, and no border, is you were once the Upshur County Republican chairman. Can you tell me how was that experience? And what the hell does the Upshur County Republican chairman do? Uh, you know, that's an interesting that's an interesting question. Uh, the The party that's in control of the state house is the party that's res- that is responsible for elections. And so, well, because there's a Republican governor, the Republicans have had that duty. One of the things that I one of the things that I got resolved when that I helped get resolved. I didn't resolve it myself. I didn't, I didn't resolve anything myself. All I did was have a contentious uh, couple years with uh, with the people that live under rocks out here someplace. That, but uh, it was. Uh, oh, but I did get something. The, the, I think the the biggest thing is that we have a, a an election official now that's uh, independent that works for the county that runs the elections, not 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 some little country club group of people that that sit around and. Uh, and massage ballot boxes until they get the results they want. So, you know, that, that I think is a, that I think if there's anything that I'm proud of, I think that would be the, that would be my proudest moment. Yeah, you know, and uh, you know, aside from that, it, it, when, when I did run the elections, uh, we had absolutely no problems. The only problem that we had was uh, one guy that I considered prosecuting that was, uh, that was a, uh, that we found I, not a resident. Not a he, resident. What he did is he, he lived here and he had his, his house was repossessed. So he moved to Dallas and he was still voted in the election. <laughs> like, oh, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So you can vote in Dallas and you can vote in a place that you, you don't live anymore. But, you know, uh, here in Texas, you know, I, you know, they may have changed the law, right. but here in Texas, uh, you know, you don't have to have a physical address to be a registered voter. So that kind of puts a kibosh on all that voter ID things, you know, having, forcing people to have a driver's license because, you know, if you're a homeless guy and you live under a tree, you can vote. You can just say, I live under, I live under this tree. You know, sure. it's, it's not, uh, there's, you, you can't get a driver's license for that tree, that, but you know, that's the deal. So, you know, but you know, the Republicans have always been very good at, at uh, voter suppression because they've never had a majority. You know, if it, you know, really think about it. You know, most of the people out there, you know, you have one guy that owns the business, and then all the rest of the people work there. Well, the guy that owns the business is likely to be the Republican, and and the and the ten thousand workers that he have are likely to be the, who would be the Democrats. So, you know, they're 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 in lies the problem for Republicans. Right. So the only way they can win re-elect- elections is by voter suppression and nonsense. You know, and and uh, and discrediting their opponents somehow. I just read, uh, uh, right. you remember Joe Alioto, yeah, the Joseph Alioto, the mayor of San Francisco? Well, you know, sure. when Joe, I, I was just, because we have this thing going on right now with uh, you know, uh, with uh, uh, Trump and uh, Bezos, you know, here's Trump uh, trying to trying to feed right. some story through the National Enquirer and, said, and it occurred to me that the same thing happened back in like 1970 when, when Joe Aliota was uh, was mayor and was going to run for governor. The Look Magazine came out with an article uh, about him being, about his ties to the mob. Oh, oops. Well, where did they get that information? Well, they got that information from Richard Nixon. 
the same guys, the same cast of characters, Nixon and Alderman and uh, and Meese. Those guys were all with Nixon when he was in the state of California. The only guy that wasn't with him uh, from the water. Me, well, hold on. You mean you mean Dean Meese was no, no. Reagan's attorney general? Yeah. Did Meese work that, for uh, Nixon? Oh yeah. Uh, Dean was uh, Dean was okay. the only guy that he picked up in Washington. All the rest of those guys came from California. Ehrlichman, Halderman, uh, all of them, okay. the whole crew, and they did the same. They did the same thing in California when he ran for for governor. You know, they they broke into the Democrat headquarters, stole stuff, did the whole thing, got caught. The whole the whole deal, exactly a repeat. A repeat, but guess what happened? He lost, so nobody gave a shit. They said, oh, okay, that's over. Oh, okay, too bad. Goodbye. You know, I'm gonna ask the same thing. You know, if you get one vote, one guy that's that that voted illegally in an election, is it really worth the time and effort to go prosecute this guy? You know, it, it, no, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, if it changed, it did it change the election? That's the first question. Yeah. Did it change the election? Did it change the outcome of the election? No. Well, then, the, then no one is going to spend any money on it. Why would you spend money on something? It's a non-event. You know, that's sure. so one person out of 23,000 votes. I don't think that's a real bad deal. You know, so I think we did pretty well. And, you know, and, and uh, we got a lot of uh, good people elected. I managed to prevent a few people from being elected, <laughs> but that's a whole different. That's a whole different thing. That just because I exposed them for what they were. We had one guy that was a, was a, convicted sex offender it's like no no you can't be a judge <laughs> what that, that was just the craziest thing i've ever seen it's like really and he looked like he's such a good guy you know he looked like a really nice guy and so i think like, what really and then it's, it, it was actually his son that that called me up and said you know you can't let this guy be a judge and it was that was interesting but anyway that's what? you know that's what that's being a uh, most people don't even understand how elections work you know in a presidential year when when there's an when there's an election it's like you know, you really think you're a republican or a democrat no, well no did you go to did you go to the did you go to the precinct convention did you go to the precinct caucus after you voted uh, how many people have been have you been to a caucus or Never. a precinct See, so, well, but then you're an independent, you ran as an independent, so that would make sense. You know, you wouldn't have to do that. But if you want to be part of the Republican Party, for for example, in a presidential year, when there's an election, you go and vote. And then when the polls close, you want to, you want to go to the polls. When they close, they have a convention. And that's when they decide uh, who's going to, uh, who's going to go to the county convention. And that's when they decide who's going to go to the state convention and that's when they decide who's going to go to the national convention and that's when they decide who's going to be a delegate that's going to vote for the for the president that's how that works uh the, the democrats do something a little different they caucus they all come to the all come to the uh the polls after after the polls close and they and they have a they don't have a convention they have a caucus that's how uh, barack obama won the the primary he didn't. He didn't beat Hillary yes. Clinton by votes. He lost by three hundred thousand votes to Hillary uh -huh. Clinton. You know, and but and when they went to the when they went to the caucuses, after the after the votes were in, then they were free to caucus and they caucused and they and they chose Hillary Clinton. And that's, I mean, uh, Barack Obama. And that's simply oh, by the power of organizing your community and having the people there with the strongest voices to get there and, and make it happen. Since you know. Uh, Republicans do it a little bit more civilized. No one shows up. Some guy's there, and he becomes he becomes the chairman. 
<laughs> yeah, oh, excuse me. I, I didn't get that right. Uh, no one shows up and some white guy becomes the, the chairman. Yeah. There certainly uh, seems to be an absence of people of color in the uh, Trump administration. Uh, well, you know, who's going to work for a racist? <laughs> hey, there's one guy I love down there in Texas. His name's Al Green. He's a Democrat. He's been. A... Oh, I love that. I love that guy. He's great. Is just the greatest. My he favorite. is a hundred percent showbiz. He's a, a a civil rights attorney or something. He's been a congressman since like ninety six. Has not passed one law. But I could. I swear <laughs> to God, I watch this guy on YouTube or C-SPAN. I cannot take my uh, eyes off the TV. The guy is awesome. I would. I would love. Oh, he's to. exceptional. <laughs> uh, he's exceptional. He is exceptional. I like him. He's a great. I think that he's a. I, I'm. I'm proud to be a Texan when I see Al Green get up there the microphone, man. He just, yeah. he just lets it all out. Yeah. I would be too. Yeah, we don't have anybody like that in Oregon. And uh, that pretty much proves why we've been deminimized politically. Uh, we used to have good guys here. We had Senators Packwood, Senator Hatfield, Governor McCall. We had decent people who got respect in the national realm, but... And now we just got a bunch of millionaires who, uh, while the rest of the population lives, uh, I don't know, 50% of the population here is on some kind of public assistance. Every Trumper I know is the one with uh, what they call the Oregon Trail card or what they use for the EBT card here. So anyway, uh, let me do my outro here and then we'll get your last thought. End on a happy note. So the list is always long, but I'm open for someone who can hold a conversation that has entertainment value, maybe has something to plug or pimp. If you're one of these people, I'd be happy to have you on my show, and you can reach me at Medford's Best Podcast at gmail.com. What say you, Kenneth? Buddy's Berries. You can buy them on uh, right now on, uh, what's the name of that? eBay. Yeah, eBay, really? Buddy's Berries. Okay. Yeah. I'll check yeah, it yeah, out. Yeah, Buddy's Berries. How much? House, for your house plants, nine bucks. Right now, we're offering free shipping. Really? So you can get a 10-pound package of uh, pulverized uh, goat berries for your plants. Oh, those weren't the garden. berries I was kind of berries I was thinking about, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's why buddy's berries, when they come out, they look like berries. <laughs> or, or... I know that. I know that well. Well, who doesn't? All right, Ken. Thanks a lot. It's been a but, lot of fun. Uh, you know, we can ship them to you. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's good stuff. I'm going to check it I, out. And, yeah, listen, uh, uh, all of our all of our vegetables grow wildly. It's amazing. Amazing stuff. I'll put a link to it on the on the future website, and I'll look forward to speaking to you again at a later date. Oh, yeah. Can we call anytime? You know, it's lonely on this field. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right, man. Talk to you later.